Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Laura McGoodwin. Welcome to another bonus episode of The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. To bring you extra support while we navigate work and life during COVID-19, I've got a bonus episode prepared for you. And this will actually be our last Thursday bonus episode. And then we'll be back to business as usual with weekly episodes on Tuesdays. So today we are talking about what to do if you feel like your career is on hold right now, or maybe even you feel like it's paused. And this was a question that actually a few people submitted to us via DM on Instagram. To help me tackle this question, I've invited two Career Contessa coaches, Angela Howard and Jane Scudder. And between the three of us, we've got you covered for from recruiting, leadership and executive coaching, and human resources to make sure that we are thoroughly covering this topic and giving you our best advice. And if you didn't know already, we actually do have a career coaching service. It's called Hire a Mentor. You can visit careercontessa.com or click the link in the show notes to learn more about our career coaching service, as well as Jane and Angela, who are both career coaches there. And now this is The Females. Hi, Angela and Jane. Welcome to The Females. We're so excited to have you guys here today. And since you guys are both longtime career coaches on Career Contessa, but you're also badasses outside of Career Contessa, you both have your own career coaching practices as well as thriving careers. So I thought it would be great if you could both briefly introduce yourselves and share a bit about your background. So Jane, let's start with you. Thanks for having me here today. And yeah, happy to tell you a bit about myself. My name is Jane Scudder. And in addition to working with Career Contessa for the past almost four years now, which is pretty crazy, I run a leadership development firm called The New Exec based out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Do things like executive and leadership coaching, as well as facilitated strategy sessions, cultural consulting, workshops, training, the whole nine. So lots of things that are virtual and in person. And all that is, of course, being shifted right now. So we're, we're in the thick of it, just like everyone else. Yes, very much in the thick of it. Angela? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having, having me, Lauren. So hi, everyone. My name is Angela Howard. I have a background in organizational psychology. So 
Uh, I mainly work with businesses to help them grow and become more profitable by investing in their people. So currently I'm working as a VP of People Development and Human Experience for a small family-owned business called Dober, working to head up their HR department. In addition to all the work I've done with, with you, Lauren, and Career Contessa and helping folks kind of understand their own work experience and team member experience at work. Yeah. And what's interesting about both of your backgrounds is you guys have both worked for big, huge companies. You've also worked for a small company. So I really, one of the reasons why I thought you guys would be perfect for this topic is because you have such a variety of experiences, which also I think really helps because the question that basically came to us that prompted this whole episode was from a listener who was working toward a promotion. The boss said it was coming and now you know the boss said everything is on indefinite hold. And then we got another listener who said she was interviewing for a job. She had already had four interviews. Basically, the last step was to accept the job offer. And then, of course, the board met and decided to put all the hiring on pause. And then we had another listener who was laid off and she had her first baby not too long ago. And now, of course, she's at home and she's wondering if she should put her career on hold. So the general theme here was like our careers in general are they on hold or, or, or slash paused right now? And I guess my overall question is, what do you both think? And, and what are you seeing in your own work and with your own coaching clients? So Angela, let's start with you. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's, it's a really valid feeling that we're all having right now, even those who are gainfully employed. Uh, you know, the, the, the air of uncertainty is real. So I would just say that organizations are really focusing on finding great talent right now. I I would actually argue and challenge folks who say, oh, you know, everything's on hold, the market's horrible. In my own role as a recruiter, you know, one of one of the hats that I wear, one of the many hats that I wear, we are actually out actively and passively searching for talent because we know there are some organizations who have had to lay off or furlough. So this is actually a great time to make connections and network and make your aspiration for your career well-known at this point. Mm-hmm. And Jane, what are, what are you seeing? What do you think about this whole, our careers on hold? Uh, what a question. And I knew that was the question when I said I would come and talk <laughs> you, but what a question, right? Yeah. And, you know, I look at it in, in, in two ways. Yes and no. And also no, right? On, on hold is, is, on hold is language that I am wrapping my head around. And what I actually think about this time, I, I think about a concept of cultural anthropology. And my academic background is in anthropology. And that's relevant because it's, it's what my work is firmly rooted in a lot of cultural work and one-to-one teamwork. And there's a concept of liminality. And what liminality means is it, it's this ambiguous time that we go through when we're moving from one stage to another. And the point of this is as we are going through these transitional stages in our lives as individuals and groups, we go through these really uncomfortable, disorienting times. Now, I understand that what's going on with corona is fundamentally different from person moving into adulthood, which is what a cultural anthropologist might study more classically in societies. But those are the qualities that I find individuals and groups are really expressing right now. And what I've been encouraging folks to do, and frankly, what I've been trying to encourage myself to do with my own work, is look at this 
as the liminal disorienting time that it is. And from that place, right, that different acceptance, from there, figure out how to move forward. And to Angela's point a moment ago, you know, this means that recruiting is still happening, albeit in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and how can we progress forward after first acknowledging that we are in this very different stage that is transitioning us as a group to somewhere else, whether we like it or not? Yeah, I feel like that was a very calming way to define oh. like how we're all feeling. Like I feel like that was like just I want anthropology to come into this situation and make me feel like what I'm going through is normal. So I like that. Um and I feel like you're right. This is this is a little bit of this rite of passage into a new phase where everything is going to be different. I think careers being different makes everyone uncomfortable because that's where their income comes from probably, mm-hmm. you know. So, all right, well, can we go through each of those scenarios that came to us and get your guys' overall tips and advice for what the listeners should do? So I think that it makes sense to start with you, Angela, for the first one where the listener was working toward a promotion, the boss Mm -hmm. said it was coming, and now the boss is like, everything's on hold, including your promotion. (laughs) Like, what should she do? Because we don't know what her business is doing, but let's assume that the business is still operating. Yeah, businesses are struggling right now. I think that's the reality that everyone, job seeker, current team member, active entrepreneur, any any situation we're in, I think we have to realize that there is a, is a shift happening. So for that scenario, what I would rec- recommend is to use this time to really demonstrate leadership and resilience. I think some of those those soft skills, I, I'm putting air quotes in the air right now, those soft skills, are really tested during times of crisis. So, you know, this is the time to really show up. So even though her promotion is on hold, I think this is the time to show up. And when we get out of this, you know, her showing up as a leader to really move the organization to a place of, of safety and even even growth, I think will put her in a, in a great position to, to achieve that promotion or even something greater, even maybe a leadership position or a position of influence. So I would recommend show up and use this opportunity to, to make the business better. Yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. Okay, Jane, let's take you for the next one, which is the person, um, the listener was interviewing for a job. She had four interviews and really the last step was to accept the job offer. But now the board met and decided that all the hiring is on pause. What should she do? It's a tough spot to be in. And, and I can personally commiserate with this in the sense that I've had a similar situation with a very big organizational client. No exaggeration, 60, <laughs> 64 <laughs> minutes, 66 minutes before we were about to kick off a, a huge project that I've personally been working over a year to land. We had to put it on hold indefinitely due to uncertainty in board funding. And that sucks, right? And that's the first thing just to acknowledge. Like that, That's a really, really challenging thing, whether you are at the final round of an interview or landing a deal. So I'm extending that out for any entrepreneurs in a room or someone in sales, right? The first thing I'd encourage people to do is to accept and acknowledge like, this sucks. Yes, hopefully you're healthy and you are stable in other capacities, but you were allowed to mourn something that you were so excited about. Mm -hmm. You were allowed to be confused and feel 
mix of emotions, right? Acknowledging that is important. Now, from there, there are some other more tactical things that you can do. And this also plays into uh, kind of what Angela was saying for folks internal as well. I'm thinking about maybe sales professionals who are struggling out of any quotas, right? So that's a different type of, of scenario that's, that's, that's real and we haven't heard about in these questions. So it's, it's keeping in touch subtly and tastefully. You know, you don't want to overwhelm or bombard this recruiter, but you do want to stay in touch. Same thing with any clients or prospective clients. You want to maybe contact them every month or so. You might want to share a little bit about what you're up to, not necessarily big accolades, but hey, if you are spending some time doing a training, if you are spending some time getting back into watercoloring or playing the guitar, mention that. The name of the game here is to remain present, remain calm, present in their mind, that is, and highlight to them how you are making an impact on yourself or potentially others during this time. From there, there are, unfortunately, a lot of things that we can't control in this situation. So how it plays out in two months, three months, six months, 10 months, we can't say. But keeping your own inner calm is, I think, the most important thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jane, can I piggyback a little bit on what you said? Please. I think that's wonderful. And I think one of the things that, that stuck out to me was, I mean, you're, you're really talking about resilience and you know, accepting reality and, and demonstrating resilience. But the other piece is, you know, organizations are also, again, from a talent management perspective, they're thinking differently about their workforce. So I, I would challenge everybody to say, if you're waiting for a position or you're not finding what you're looking for, you know, reach out to people and offer up the value you you offer and challenge the status quo. You know, maybe it's not a nine to five. Maybe it's you can work on a, on a side gig or a project. I think that would be met with open arms because executives and leaders are really questioning the workforce and the traditional workforce. So that would be another recommendation I'd have in addition to Jane's. Yeah, that's great. I also feel like they're probably going to ask you like, you know, if you do get back in touch with them and they want to, you know, Mm -hmm. potentially finish the interview process, they're probably going to ask like, what did you do during this time? So it'll be a good Mm -hmm. good story too. Okay. And then the last one, Angela, I'll shoot it to you, which is the listener who was laid off and she has a, you know, a a new ish baby at home, which feels (laughs) weird to call a baby new. (laughs) She has her first baby at home who's little. um, And she's just wondering if she should put her career on hold. Like if I think her overall point in the question was like, is it even worth it to go Mm -hmm. out and look for a job when you've been laid off and you have, you know, a baby under the age of one at home? Yeah, that's that's a tough one because it's it's really personal. And I think we all have seasons in life and you've got to, you know, respect the, the season that you're in, but you have to have some intent around it. So, you know, I think it, it's got to be a personal decision, but, you know, to the point of, is it worth it? If, if she does desire to get back to work and start to that rite of passage that Jane mentioned and kind of transitioning between roles is going to be something that she'll have to evaluate. I do think it's worth it. If that's what she wants, if that's her aspiration, I think it's it's completely worth it. And any organization that's worth working for that has a solid, engaging culture that respects diversity and, and people who are in different seasons in their lives would be happy to have her. So I think it's just about finding the right 
cultural fit and ensuring that that organization supports the experience she's going through. Right, right. I, I think the putting your career on hold is, as you said, it's like, that's part of a bigger question. I think right now it's more about like, look, there are fewer jobs out there than there are people applying for them, but there are jobs out there. So if that's something you really want, it's worth it to, to dedicate some time every day to it. Beyond that, just to, to expand this out, I know I've been getting, giving like broader stroke perspectives, but to add some, some tactics here, I think this also goes into the promotion piece and the interview piece. It, this is a big mindset shift, right? Something that's not necessarily on hold like we talked about before, but how can you talk about your work during this time for those interviews, for that promotion case, for you know what's to come next? And I think there are some practical, tactical strategies folks can do. And it's spending time looking at what are the results-oriented accomplishments that I, I am doing now. And these might look and feel different than they have in years past. But if you are you know, the, the person who has spearheaded and really pushed for uh, you know, more collaborative communication via virtual programming right, in, in, in your company and you're vying for that promotion or trying to strive for that in the coming months, you know, don't lose sight of what you were doing now as a way to help advance you further. And I think that that sentiment and that practical step can apply for all of these three questions as well as others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about this preoccupation that many of us have, which is that we're afraid of pausing or putting our careers on hold? The question, and Angela, I'll shoot this to you first, is what can we do to still make progress and advance Mm -hmm. in our careers right now when we feel like now's not a good time to be asking for a promotion? Now's maybe a time where whatever project you were working on maybe has had to shift. I mean, is there, is there something personally that we can do to still feel like we're making progress and advancing our careers? Yeah. I I think that advancing your career is not just getting the next promotion or the next job even, you know, I see it more holistically, you know, and that can be just, you know, one thing that you progress Maybe it's it's writing a book like you, Lauren, you know, and, and starting that process, just getting words on paper. I think if we're just able to identify one thing that is going to move the needle, it doesn't have to be an actual position. It doesn't even have to be a promotion. It could be taking on a new experience, taking on a stretch goal, improving yourself as, as a whole human. I think keeping it simple and keeping it results oriented is the key. Yeah, I agree. Jane, what do you think? I agree with everything Angela is is saying. I would actually go back to what I shared a moment ago with that that other question. You know, this is hard, right? And a lot of people do, especially women, express, you know, if we if we pause, we're never gonna be able to catch back up. One thing that I say to people a lot and I, I firmly believe and have to reconnect with myself is life is hopefully long. And with that, you know, Angel's right. We have all these seasons of our lives and seasons of our careers, but we often think about, oh, there are four seasons and I'm in the third season of my career and I'm right. 35. And what does that mean? If that's the case, you're going to be up on 12 and 16 and 18 and 20 seasons, hopefully. So finding a way to step back and zoom out, I think is really, really important. And then again, from that place, 
finding some of the tactical progress that you've made, the results that you, you have impacted for yourself and your organization or anything else, a goal that you've met, whatever that means to you during the pandemic, that's really important. But again, this is a big mindset shift that we are knee deep in, which makes it really hard to, you know, accurately see ourselves during this time. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. So my last question is about pivoting, which is the name of the game right now. Um, What's your best advice for women looking to pivot and reboot their careers, which of course I got from my own book, but I want to know what's maybe one thing or habit or practice that you guys do or that you recommend that people do and and, and really start today. And Jane, I'll start with you. Sure. There are so many ways that people can bring this into their life. And if if listeners couldn't guess, I'm a big zoom out and see the big picture person. But this little tip, piece of advice is something a bit more practical. Often when we track a goal, we think, am I making progress on this? How much have I achieved this? That's great, but it can be really polarizing, especially in these liminal stages or uncertain stages. Instead, Something that we can do to more effectively track our own progress is to measure our effort. So instead, at the end of the day or end of the week or whatever you want to measure, instead of asking yourself, have I progressed forward on this goal? Have I eaten better? Have I been, you know, uh, applying to these jobs? Have I figured out what I want to do? You can track, have I done my best to move forward in this direction? Have I done my best to be healthier? Have I done my best to be a better leader? Have I done my best to restructure my job search? The difference here is we're measuring effort rather than complete, you know, yes or no, did it. And from here, you can use a one to 10 scale, 10 the highest, one's the lowest. And the idea is to track that habit over a course of time to then give you information about how much you are doing this or not. I love that. It's very, and it's very tangible. So everybody can do it today if they want. And Angela, what about you? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm, I'm going to balance Jane's answer out a little bit because hers was very specific and measurable. And I too am one who, who likes to track progress and see metrics and, and see, see improvements either go up or down. I, I love measuring things. But one of the things that I have tried to implement in my life is this fuzzy word called mindfulness. We hear it a lot, but for me, it's, it's about finding time to be still. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's literally, and and I, maybe the pause was for effect, but I I was trying to practice (laughs) in that very moment because that's really what it's about is just be still and think back to your intention. Don't make swift moves unless it all comes back to serving you and serving the what you're trying to achieve. So if the one thing you want to achieve to move your career forward or pivot is to finally get your thoughts and crazy stories into a book, that's your goal. Think about all the things you're putting your energy into people, you know, the time you're putting your energy into, is it really serving that end goal? And if you can find a, a time or two within the day, just to be still, whether it's, yoga, meditation, or just sitting at the edge of your bed and taking a moment to say, is this serving me and my goal? Uh, that, that would be my one recommendation. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And these are just really, really, really good tips. And I feel like 
at the end of the day, we're trying to answer one of those questions that's really hard, but the ultimate answer to this is no, your, your career is not on hold. You're mm-hmm. not on pause. There are amazing things that you can do and you can see this as not to be all cheesy, but as an incredible opportunity as well. Yeah. So thank you, Jane and Angela for joining us today and for sharing this incredible advice. It's, it's been extremely helpful and I feel like it's, it's the message that we need to hear. Even if we know it, we need to hear it. And it's always nice to know that even, even you guys are feeling it <laughs> who yeah, are like yeah. career coaches yeah. and people who focus on this all the time. You know, they always think we have the answers. Like, no, we, we go through the same stuff. So this is really helpful. 100%. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode, our last one for the females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. I've also linked to Career Contessa's career coaching service called Hire a Mentor, as well as the individual profile pages for both Jane and Angela. Both Jane and Angela are available to work with you as your career coach. You can book one session with them. You can book multiple sessions. It leaves a lot of flexibility for you. And a big thank you to Angela Howard and Jane Scudder for giving us tips for making sure our careers are not on hold right now and just for an amazing conversation. You can learn more about each of them in their websites and LinkedIn profiles, et cetera, in the show notes. 